here's a story from The World. South Africa is dealing with some of the worst unrest it's seen in years. Looters have ransacked shopping malls in two provinces, stealing food, liquor and clothing. Dozens of people have been killed in chaotic stampedes. This follows the jailing of former South African President Jacob Zuma. Zuma was sentenced to 15 months in prison for defying a court order to testify in a corruption investigation. To get a better handle on the situation, William Gumede in Johannesburg joins us. He's the executive chairperson of the Democracy Works Foundation in South Africa. So, William, I said that this chaos follows the sentencing of former President Zuma, but is this unrest all about that, or is there more to it? In the first instance, of course, you know, this is it was started by Jacob Zuma supporters who are trying to make the country ungovernable in a strategy to try to get clemency for Jacob Zuma, to try to get a presidential pardon. So, you know, that really is the big strategy. Right now, we've got um, ex- extreme poverty in the country. We've just come out, been locked down, sort of key, uh, cabin fever. People are coming out for the first time. And then also the economy crashed because of, uh, of COVID-19. You know, we've got our biggest financial crisis in 100 years in South Africa because of, uh, because of COVID. And then there is also the inequality in South Africa. Right. And uh, this has all been festering for the past uh, 30 years, since uh, since 94. How has the African National Congress, South Africa's ruling party, responded to this wave of violence? Are they doing anything to calm things down? Unfortunately, you know, the ruling party has responded to it um, very inadequately. We haven't seen the, uh, the president hasn't been visible. The ANC leaders haven't been visible. It's puzzling because, you know, we all know that when Jacob Zuma, when he was just about to go to jail, he refused initially for a long time. And he made threats and his supporters made threats that they came to unleash violence. So one would have assumed that the government would be ready, would have been deployed, the army already then deployed the police. The government haven't done that. You know, the ANC leaders did not want to be seen to come out hard on initially on Jacob Zuma supporters because there's an election coming, a local government election coming in October. And these are the people um, that vote um, for the ANC. Perhaps more importantly, Jacob Zuma still has a lot of support within the ANC, within the ANC leadership, you know, where many of the ANC leaders are very reluctant to take on his supporters because they think his supporters are right to process. Yeah, it means that the current president, Cyril Ramaphosa, is walking a fine line here. How do you think his government has handled the corruption trial of Zuma, the contempt of court charge, and then the 15-month sentence? Are, are the institutions, the political institutions in South Africa still intact, do you think? I think uh, what we've learned now is that our judiciary, South Africa ju- uh, judiciary and other democratic institutions, the press and civil society are very strong. So clearly, I mean, the good thing is about our democracy, it is standing firm, is that when you come from an autocratic regime and you build a democracy, there are three things that you need to do as a country to entrench the democracy. The first is, you know, the equality before the law. So that has now happened by the fact that Jacob Zuma has been sent to prison it means no president is above the law. The second thing is the issue of rule of law. Now, unfortunately, we are struggling, as you can see now. People are looting Jacob Zuma supporters. They're getting away with it. So we have not established uh, the rule of law. And then the last one is accountability, holding people accountable. Um, I mean, we've held Jacob Zuma accountable by sending him to jail. Now we have to hold the looters accountable um, for destruction of property, of businesses, and of taking out, you know, ordinary citizens' lives. I want to come back to the other thing that you were just talking about, economic inequality. I mean, it's obviously coming to a head after 27 years uh, post-apartheid. 
one of the highest unemployment rates in the world, something like 43 percent, which has to be impacting young people especially. How has that changed the thinking among South Africa's youth about their hopes for the future? You know, sadly, you know, our, that high unemployment level has meant that young people feel hopeless. Um, they feel on the margins of, of the economy. And because of the lockdown, uh, the COVID-19 lockdown, and, you know, many business, uh, businesses have closed down and it has increased the un- unemployment. It's very likely that the unemployment may be actually even be bigger uh, than 40% among young people. Now, government has mismanaged our COVID-19 response. At the beginning, when other countries like Chile and, and Mexico and Costa Rica bought a whole ranges of uh, vaccines, we didn't do that. And we started the slowest of any of our peer countries. So the government here only used the lockdown as an effort um, to deal with COVID-19. So the government actually mismanaged the COVID response, which has actually increased economic hardship um, for, for people. And of course, now this looting here that we've seen uh, has now destroyed many, many businesses and it will increase, increase uh, unemployment. And I don't think you know, investors will be coming, whether local or international. You know, they'll see South Africa as a violent country, it's instable, the investments won't be stable, they won't be safe. So, you know, we've just, uh, the looters and the Jacob Zuma crowds has just made it even more difficult uh, from an economic perspective. William, how do you see what's coming in the next days and weeks? What worries you the most? What worries me is, uh, the, you know, the lack of, we don't see the police, we don't see the army. Although the president yesterday made a statement that he's going to deploy the army, the reports that now I'm receiving and our foundation are receiving, because we are trying to see what we can do to help at a local level. Um, the army is not there. You know, the police is overwhelmed, uh, very thinly stretched. And then the second thing is um, whether we will be able to get local mediators, religious leaders, uh, local traditional leaders and local civil society groups, you know, to respond at a local level to help to bring, to help to bring peace. Because the government on its own and the army on its own is not going to be able to do that. We'll have to have almost an all-of-society approach the army and the police um, in the sort of hotspots. And then we have to have locals, um, local business leaders, you know, all have to come together and to try to stop um, the violence and the looting in their local areas. William Gumede is the executive chairperson of the Democracy Works Foundation in South Africa, speaking with us from Johannesburg. William, thank you very much for explaining this. Thank you.